0: If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Logan, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Football Friday podcast for week 17. It began last night with the Jets really poor effort, especially in the first half against the Browns on a very special night for the Browns, who have had you know, incredible amounts of injuries this year, have played four quarterbacks, now being led by Flacco, and they now have locked up a playoff spot. So as we begin Week 17, uh, we have seven teams in the playoffs, San Francisco, Detroit, Dallas, and Philly, uh, Baltimore, Miami, and Cleveland. There is still a lot to be decided, but those are the teams – that are in the postseason. We have some key injuries, and you're always looking now, especially in this year where so many backup quarterbacks are playing, so many third-string quarterbacks and fourth-string quarterbacks are playing. uh, There's some key things to look at here. Trevor Lawrence, right now he has not practiced this week. Now remember, Lawrence has played through multiple injuries the last couple of weeks. It has hurt his play dramatically. He has turned the ball over a lot. He has not played well because he's played on a bad ankle, a bad knee, through a concussion. He now has a shoulder injury in the in the joint there that is probably going to or should keep him out. We don't know if it will. Remember, this is a big thing with Lawrence. He has never missed a game in high school, college, or the pros. So he tries to play under any circumstances. Discretion may be the better part of Valor here because he just has not been up to playing. Their offensive line is weak. He's missing two key receivers. Uh so it has hurt their play and they have really sagged. The Jaguars were rolling high and thought about being the one seed at eight and three. They're now eight and seven and they're trying to hold they're trying to see if they can fight their way. And with two wins, they would win the division, but they have to win two games, and they might have to do it with the backup quarterback. We'll see what happens. Uh, Stroud is back. He cleared con- uh, he cleared concussion protocol. He is back in a big game for Houston because Houston's trying to win the same division. There are three teams tied at 8-7 and seven as we speak. So those are a couple of uh, very key spots there. There are other key guys as we'll go through uh, the games and talk about uh, whether they're st- what their status is. Uh, for Week 17. Now, this is where things start to change. There's a Saturday night game, Detroit-Dallas. There's no Monday night game. Uh, there's a Sunday night game, Packers and Vikings. Remember, they don't play on New Year's Day. That's why there's no Monday. Because they let the colleges have the day. Um, there are going to be some big games in Week 18. They may be for a division title with the both teams in. Like It could be that way with Buffalo-Miami. Okay, it could be that way with Dallas and Philly. They don't play head-to-head, but they could be looking at the same situation depending on what happens this week. So there are straight playoff games like Steelers at Seahawks. They both had big wins last week. Seahawks came from behind the Tennessee. Geno drove them the length of the field, got the touchdown to win the game. That's two weeks in a row they've done that in the final minutes. To put themselves back in a position where they control their own destiny. So do the Rams, who are going to be at the Giants this week, uh, and the Steelers finally put it together under uh, Mason Rudolph, who will quarterback again this week. So this is in essence a playoff game because they win the, the winner of this game is probably going to the playoffs. Because most likely the Ravens won't need that game next week for Pittsburgh. And uh, Seahawks have the Cardinals next week. So there's a very good chance the winner will win out. Let's start with the Saturday night game. Detroit at Dallas. Both teams are in the playoffs. But Detroit's playing for seeding. Dallas is playing to try and win a division title. Plus to get back on track. They went on the road for two big games against Buffalo and Miami and lost both. We know how good they've been at home this year. They've been great at home. They've been very, very poor on the road, and it looks like the road is where they're going to be in the postseason. You hear rumblings about McCarthy. I don't think McCarthy's job is on the line. I've heard rumblings to that, uh, to that extent, but I don't believe it. I think he will be there next year, no matter what happens the rest of the season. Um, this is a bigger game for Dallas, but Detroit is still dreaming the dream. They've already clinched the division title. So sometimes when it comes to seeding, teams don't play all out. We'll see what happens. Detroit's had some good weeks and bad weeks down the stretch. The Rams at 8-7, and seven, a remarkable year for the Rams. They took their salary cap medicine. They got rid of players. They thought it was a rebuilding year. They hit on some draft picks. In a big way, they hit on some draft picks. Now they're 8-7. and You know, they're well-coached. They control their own destiny. A win this week. Next week, San Francisco will see if they need that game next week. But a win here, and then a win next week, and they're in. Giants go with uh, Taylor at quarterback. Okay. Taylor was unhappy for a couple of reasons. One, he thought he should start instead of DeVito. Number two, it affected him financially. Um, Now he's back starting after going in the game for DeVito last week. So the the uh, Tommy DeVito saga ends for the present time. Giants are just playing out the string. They'd like to be spoilers. They have the Rams here. They have the Eagles next week. Pats have the Bills and the Jets. They'd love to be spoilers. They're very banged up. They go get the Bills who are, listen, they did not play great against the Chargers, but they won. And now at 9-6, and six, if they win this week and the Ravens beat the Dolphins, they can win the division title next week by winning in Miami. Falcons at 7-8 get the 6-9 Bears. A lot of intri- intrigue here. For, number one, is either coach going to survive? Very much up in the air. Number two, are the Falcons looking at Fields as their next quarterback? They will see him on the field this week. Will the Bears stay with Fields, stay with the current head coach? They have improved down the stretch. They have improved defensively down the stretch. Or will they get a new head coach and draft Kaleeb Williams and trade off Fields? It remains to be seen. There's a lot of stuff on the line for the Bears. The Bears are going to set the tone for the entire offseason. Raiders at 7-8, and eight, Colts at 8-7. and seven. Colts with a bad loss last week. Raiders are playing very well. That was an impressive win at Kansas City. They dominated the Chiefs. Antonio Pierce, I knew Antonio Pierce very well when he was here. He was a leader. He was a good player. He is a leader and a motivator. He might not be an X's and no O's genius, but you know what? He's the kind of guy that can be a head coach. I think he's shown enough to get the job. He might have to do more to get it these last two weeks. I don't know what's in the head coaches. I don't know what's in the owner's mind, and the owner's a little hard to figure anyway. Uh, But the Raiders have responded to Antonio Pierce's leadership in a big way. Jacobs probably won't play. He's still not practiced. But uh, he has the Raiders playing very hard. Cards, Eagles. Eagles got a win last week, but they still continued with their big problems: turning the ball over, throwing the untimely interception, getting the untimely fumble, and getting beat deep in the secondary. Those two things have to stop. They have the Cards this week. They have the Giants next week. They should be able to control their destiny and win the division. Saints are seven eight get on the eight and seven bucks. The Bucks are rolling. They've won four in a row. Their quarterback has played very well. Their coach has probably earned a new lease on life. And I think the Bucks have to be considered the favorite to win that division and to control these last couple of weeks. They have the Panthers next week. Um, Saints have been very up and down. Don't trust them. Bucks have been far more consistent. plus they've played much better of late. They really have. And, like I said, the quarterback, not a lot was expected of him this year. He has done a heck of a job. There's no way around it. He has really done a tremendous, tremendous job. You gotta give him you gotta give him a lot of credit. Um, there's nothing else to say. He has earned a sizable contract, and it's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. Now the Bucs can franchise him. So Baker Mayfield can be franchised by the Bucs. So he, I think, will be either getting a lucrative deal there or being franchised. There's no reason the way he played quarterback this year that they would look anywhere for a quarterback. He has played upper echelon quarterback this year. Niners at Washington, finally Washington, after two weeks of having Jacoby Brissett come off the bench and just scare the life out of the Rams and the life out of the Jets, actually take the lead in the Jet game from 27-7 down, they are going to start Jacoby Brissett against the Niners. He has played really well the last two weeks. Panthers at the Jaguars, as I mentioned, Lawrence is the story. Then they obviously have to win with the backup. Jags are desperate for a win. Panthers have played tougher, more competitive. But this is a game the Jaguars have to win. Lawrence or no Lawrence. Dolphins, Ravens. Tough game for the Ravens in a lot of ways. That was a very emotional game against the Niners. They had to go across the country to play that game. They come back. They get a Dolphin team that's tough to prepare for. Now the Dolphins have to prove they can handle this kind of attack and this kind of team on the road. They're both. Dolphins could actually be the one seed. I can give you a scenario. Ravens can lock up everything with a win this week. Dolphins are in the playoffs, but they could be a wild card. They could be the division winner. They could be the one seed. Titans and Texans. You know the Titans are going to play hard. They did last week against Seattle. They will this week. Stroud returns. That should be enough to give Texas, the Texans a big lift in a game they have to win. Steelers and Seahawks is an, in every way a playoff game. They both won huge games last week. It's Tomlin. It's Carroll. You know they'll be ready. You know they'll be motivated. You know what they're thinking, okay? This is, in essence, a playoff game. I think the winner of this, team, of this game goes to the postseason. Chargers and Broncos, the big story there, Wilson sits because they don't want to pay him. This makes things very, very up in the air in Denver after this. So rather than take the – I think they had a 6% chance to make the playoffs. They did have a chance, though, and they decided to sit Wilson for Stidham because of the economics. They don't want to pay him. Bengals, 8-7, and seven, come off the loss to the Steelers. Now they get the Chiefs. Bengals aren't going to the playoffs. I'm not sure the Bengals could get in if they win their last two games, and I don't think they'll win their last two games, but if they did win their last two games, their tiebreakers are so bad, I don't think they could go anyway. Chase hasn't practiced. I don't know with the shoulder if he's playing this week, but he's opening his mouth and really gone after the Chiefs. Chiefs are in disarray. You heard what Kelsey said this week. He went after his teammates, he went after the coach staff, he went after everybody. After throwing his helmet last week in disgust which he said he shouldn't have done. Andy Reid ordered the equipment manager not to give him his helmet back. You've seen the frustration in Kelsey. You've seen the frustration in Mahomes. You haven't yet seen the frustration in Andy Reid. He doesn't usually show frustration, but he has to be livid with how his team is planned. This Kansas City team, which we have seen operate on such a level for so many years, is now operating like a bunch of clowns. They can't catch the ball. They can't stay on sides. They're getting terrible penalties. They're getting all kinds of penalties on offense. Mahomes is trying to force the issue way too much. He doesn't believe in his line. He doesn't believe in his receivers. Kelsey's in a funk. Mahomes is in a funk. I still have this inkling of belief that the Chiefs can write this in the last two weeks and be a big threat in the postseason because their defense is really good. So the offense doesn't have to be great. It just has to be dangerous. But every passing week, things look worse. They were dreadful against the Raiders. That's as bad as I've seen Kansas City look in the Andy regime. So I don't know if they're going to turn it around this year. Maybe they're going to make a quick exit. They're going to make the playoffs. You can't tell me they only need one win. They might not even need a win, but they, they, with one win, they lock up the division. They're going on the road in the playoffs this year. They haven't done that, but they are going on the road. But maybe it's going to be a quick exit. Maybe it's just not their year. Packers and Vikings. Vikings. A lot of people still think the Packers can make a run here in the last two weeks, but you know what? They've been so up and down, it's hard to figure. Vikings lost a heartbreaker last week when Mullins threw four interceptions. We don't know who's going to be quarterbacking. Hey, it's like pick one out of a hat if you're Minnesota. They all have shown such flaws. They all have turned the ball over so dramatically when they have weapons. They have major weapons. They move the ball, but they cannot, cannot stop turning the ball over. And they lost their brilliant tight end now for the season. So he is a major loss. He is one of the real bright stars at tight end in the sport. And you've seen a couple of guys join Kelsey and Kittle, you know, at the top of the sport at at tight end. And Andrews, who's been hurt this year. But... You know, uh, LaPorta's had a great year. Hawkinson's had a great year. We saw what the Cleveland tight end did last night with Flacco uh, having a, over 100. I think he had 112 yards in the first quarter on four catches, the most yardage by a tight end in the first quarter since 1991. So you've seen a lot of very bright tight ends emerge, and he's a terrific running catch guy. For them to put up those kind of points, 34 in the first half, 376 yards, almost 300 passing yards without Cooper. Shows you. Very bad night for the Jets. Very, very impressive first half for Flacco and the Browns. Who basically put it, you know, put it in the uh, deep freeze in the second half. Passed for 13 yards after passing for almost 300 in the first half. They did break the string of the Jets not allowing a 300-yard passer. And that's another thing to try to, you know, click off of the Jets who, you know, like to pride themselves even when they lose on these numbers inside their defense like it matters. See, the Jets and their head coach who has no conception of how to run a team or how to win he still looks for little things to be to brag about, to show bravado about with his defense. We do this. We did this. We did this to this quarterback. We did this to this quarterback. Yeah, but you don't know how to win. You lose every year and you lose sight that that's the only number that counts. And in that department, in the one that counts, you're 17 and 33 and you haven't moved the needle you haven't had a winning season you haven't taken them through the playoffs and break that long drought you have done nothing and the only reason you're still there is because Aaron Rodgers because you haven't earned the right to be the head coach that's how poor your performance is and you sit there and you brag about the defense I mean even last night trying to talk up the defense in the second half when all Cleveland did was put the game in the deep freeze When you have a big lead on the Jets, the game's over. Everyone knows it. You don't have to do anything in the second half except run the clock out, and that's exactly what they did. They scored three points in the second half. They passed for 13 yards, and they tried to, I tried to make that be like the defense did that. Give me a break. I mean, that's the silliness. That's the silliness that he tries to sell. But when he's asked why so many penalties, uh, I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah, try looking into why you're the most penalized team in the league and why you can't get your sideline communications down and get the plays in and get the right plays in and run the team correctly. Don't okay. get you know what? The best thing is I don't have to yell about him anymore. He has been just dreadful this year. The Jets coaching performance is so poor, it is unbelievable. And if they don't spend every waking Hour on fixing that offensive line, they should all be gone immediately. That should be the only thing. They should be told, I don't want to hear about anything except fixing the offensive line. They have weapons. Wilson and Hall, yes, they need another wide receiver, but so what? Everybody always needs something. Nobody has everything but they have got to upgrade the offensive line at least two full levels for it to work next year. Otherwise, they'll have him on the shelf again. And we'll be looking at a backup quarterback, although I'm sure Douglas will have learned that he'll get himself next year a backup quarterback that can play, that can win, if he goes down for a couple of weeks or longer. He has got to be protected at all costs. Think about how the Jets, what the mindset was under Weeb Eubank in the halcyon days of Joe Namath. He has to be protected at all costs. That is the same mindset the Jets need now for Aaron Rodgers. Don't think about anything else. Rebuild the offensive line. As we said, San Francisco, Detroit, Dallas, Philly are in. Tampa has an edge in that division. The Rams and Seattle control their own destiny. I think nine wins can get you in in the, a- in the NFC. I think it's going to take 10 wins to get in. And you might even need 10 in a tiebreaker in the AFC. Baltimore, Miami, and Cleveland are in. Kansas City is virtually in. Buffalo is going. Okay. Three teams are 8-7, and led by Jacksonville, which has to get this turned around now. Otherwise, it's going to be just an utter crash and burn this year. Yes, they've had injuries, but you know what? It has been just a total crash and burn. And... Watch Pittsburgh, which will be in Seattle in a game where they control their own destiny, but it's going to be a very tough game to win in Seattle against the Seahawks with both teams fighting and knowing that a win will most likely propel them into the postseason this year, which will be a feather in that coach's cap, whether it's Tomlin or Carroll. Week 17, next week, the final week in the regular season. There will be some key games. The highlight game that you look at right away looks like Buffalo and Miami. Now, both teams are in. They could actually wind up meeting again the next week in the playoffs. It's possible. When you look at week 18, the Vikings and the Lions will play. We'll see if the Vikings need that game. The Bears will play the Packers. We'll see if the Packers need that game. The Jaguars, if they win this week, will still have to beat the Titans in Tennessee next week. It won't be easy. Texans and the Colts are both squaring off, which means one of them, if they win this week, if they both win this week, one of them is going to come out of there next week with a win. So you're going to have a team. If they win this week, they got nine. If they both go in there nine and seven next week, one of them is coming out ten and seven which means Jacksonville has to win both games or they're not going to the postseason. The Eagles have the Giants. They may need that game to lock up the division. We don't know if the Niners will have to play against the Rams to win the one seed or not. The Rams control their own destiny. They have the Giants this week and the Niners next week. And the Steelers and the Ravens, same thing. Ravens can lock up everything this week, the one seed, and then be able to take the game off next week, and that'll put the Steelers in very good position if they can win in Seattle this week. So that game is in every way a playoff game. we got some other big games like the Dolphins and the Ravens, the Lions and the Cowboys, but all four of those teams are already in the postseason. If you don't care about where they are in the postseason and you just care that they're in, well, all those teams are in to take some of the drama out. And if it's Buffalo-Miami next week, it's going to be for one winning the division and the other one having a wild card. They're both going to the playoffs, which takes a lot of the drama out of the game. What you want is a game where one team's in, and the other team's out. That's, that's drama. That's in essence a playoff game in week 18. I don't think you're going to have one of those. But we should have some drama in week 18. There's always some, maybe not a lot, and then time for the postseason. It goes amazingly fast. It's amazing how many quarterbacks have gotten hurt. You know, we all rail about the poor or overdone roughing the passer calls that We say, put a dress on the quarterback. Why are we playing football? Just let's play flag football if we're going to play like this. We all say it at different times when the team we're rooting for or the team we're betting on gets hit with a key rough in the passing call. But you can understand their motivation when you tick down the rosters and you tick down the games and you see how many backup quarterbacks are playing in this league right now. And how many quarterbacks are on the shelf with injury? The number is astronomical. You've had how many teams go through three and four quarterbacks this year. And that's why I give Cleveland so much credit. They've gone through four quarterbacks. They've won 11 games. They've gone through four or five, maybe six offensive tackles, and they've won 11 games. They lost their tremendous running back who was probably the best running back in the sport last year. And it was probably going to be that again this year in Chubb. And they won 11 games. Last night, they beat the Jets and put up a big number in the first half with Adamari Cooper, who was coming off a 265-yard game the week before. And didn't play last week because, last, last night because of his heel. He should be okay. They were being cautious because they knew, you know, listen, they knew they were going to be okay against the Jets. And they know they're going to the postseason, which now they have done. So Cleveland, in the postseason, and you know what? Those fans deserve it. They really do. The Lions fans, I feel good about them, but they haven't been anywhere near as passionate and as steadfast and as loyal and as supportive as the Browns fans. There's very few fan bases as good as the Browns. So they deserve it. Enjoy it in Cleveland. They deserve it. And to everybody, if we don't uh, hear from you again or you don't hear from me again in the next couple of days, a very, very happy and healthy and hopefully safe new year in this crazy world. And uh, hopefully in uh, the next year, some of the chaos in our country and around the world will settle down a little bit. We can only hope. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.